What's up, people? It is January 15th, Monday. And wow, what a weekend. We had the most incredible games this weekend in the NFL playoffs. <coughs> Sorry. We had the New Orleans Saints taking on the Minnesota Vikings. We had Pittsburgh Steelers taking on Jaguars, who dominated them during the season. And these games were amazing. They were great. Pittsburgh, I know I predicted yesterday that Jaguars would probably blow out Pittsburgh. That wasn't the case. That was a great game. Pittsburgh came to win. They did everything they could to win, but the Jaguars just have their number. And that's going to go on. That's going to go on for years to come. The Jaguars have the Steelers number. They won the game. It was a high-scoring game. It was very exciting. And the Jaguars came out on top. The Jaguars will face New England Patriots next week. Now, Minnesota Vikings played the New Orleans Saints. And yesterday, I said that that would be a defensive game. That game would come down to two or three points. It would come out to the last field goal, probably go to overtime. And although I was wrong, that game came down to the very last play of the game. There was a two-point difference, um, like I predicted, that it would be close. But there was a two-point difference, the very last play of the game, a pass to Diggs and a missed tackle that was epic. That just, you couldn't write a better story than that. That was the best ending to a football game that I have seen in a very long time. Playoff game, I'm a New Orleans Saints fan. Actually, I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan first. But New Orleans Saints, they won my heart when they won the Super Bowl after Katrina. And just a great game. Just a great game. I didn't enjoy the outcome. I didn't like the fact that New Orleans lost to Minnesota. But as a football fan, I enjoyed the game. I enjoyed how it ended. I enjoyed how it was played. It was amazing. It was epic. It's going to go down in history as one of the greatest playoff games in history and by the way everyone's talking about tom brady being the mvp of the league for this season but my vote goes to case keenum this guy has taken a team with injuries with turmoil with everything stacked against him he's taken this team and he's made them an uh, an NFC championship team and possible Super Bowl contender. Case Keenum for MVP. That is my vote. He is amazing. He's a great quarterback. Great team. Uh, it just all, all across the board. This is just a great team from coaching staff to owner to, you know, everything. General manager, everything. Just a great team, great organization. Minnesota Vikings, you get my vote. MVP of the year, Case Keenum. Now, um, after that game, I watched the UFC Fight Night on Fox Sports 1. And again, another epic event, another great event, Contact Sports. And this is great. It was Duho Choi, the main event, versus Jeremy Stevens for the... Uh, for a featherweight ranking. Now, this is a great fight, great event. First fight, it involved Michael Johnson making his featherweight debut. And Michael Johnson in featherweight, 
he looked drained. He looked at the weigh-in. He looked like he had nothing left to give. And I knew that that would go over into the fight. So for the first round, Michael Johnson was amazing. He used his strength. He used his size to overcome his opponent. He was very good in using that, using his punching power and his stand-up game, his takedown defense. But the weigh-in, making weight, he's a 155-pound fighter who walks around at about 170 pounds. Now, take that in consideration. 170 pounds, 155, that's 50, 15 pounds south of what you're normally at. So he has to make that weight every fight. Well, for this fight, he debuted at featherweight, which is 145 pounds, that's 25 pounds south. And that came into play in every way. Well, guys, this is my first segment. I'm gonna take a short break. So let's talk about Michael Johnson. I mean, he did, he barely made weight. He's a featherweight. He's struggling to make weight. He gets in there, he has a great first round. He's throwing punches. I mean, he's dominating the stand-up game. However, the weight cut came into play. Second round, he came out and you could tell he just shot his load. He had nothing left. He's waiting for a second win and just the wrong, the wrong time, wrong place to gas. And he got submitted in the second round. Great fight. Great fighter, Michael Johnson. I think he should go back to lightweight. He actually has some good fights, good competitive matches at lightweight. I think he could beat Justin Gaethje in a rematch. I think he could beat a lot of the top lightweights. Um, maybe not Nagarmanov, but he actually had Khabib um, in the stand-up game. He exposed some of his weaknesses. He just couldn't keep him from taking him down. But Michael Johnson is great at lightweight. You know, don't change. Don't go. If you're going to make any change, change your camp. Change where you train. You know, Blackzilla is a great name. It's a great brand. But I've seen fighters over the years deteriorate when they've gone to Blackzilla to train. And that might be a bigger thing. You know, you have Alistair Overeem. You have Vitor Belfort. You have Michael Johnson. You have Rashad Evans, who went like 20-0 in the UFC. Um, so maybe it's not the weight class you're fighting at. Maybe it's a training camp. It's a great concept. It's a great name, but you know what? Not a great history. So maybe you need to change your training camp. Maybe you need to change, change who trains you, who's training you. Um, anyway, just my thoughts. I'm a, it's my humble thoughts on, uh, on MMA in a training camp. But I really think Blackzilla is a failed training camp. Anyway, so, and then let's go to the main event. <laughs> the main event was Duho Choi versus Jeremy Stevens. Jeremy Stevens, knockout artist, number 10 at featherweight. Um, Duho Choi was trying to crack into the top 10 and make a name for himself and, you know, possibly get a uh, championship fight at featherweight before he goes into his. Um, two-year mandatory military service with South Korea and this kid he is great he's a great fighter he's a great striker he has a bright future ahead of him however Jeremy Stevens is a veteran he's seasoned he knows all the tricks of the trade and we saw this come into play during this fight 
Jeremy Stevens, the winner by second round knockout, second round TKO. And, you know, he's been, he was in trouble at multiple times during the first round. But you can see his experience just taking over and taking over to win the fight. Great fight, great main event. If I was to give an honorable mention, it was Paige Van Zandt versus Jessica Rose. Paige Van Zandt did a great job striking. She moved up from uh, women's strawweight to take on a ranked number 10 women's flyweight. Uh, and you could tell in the beginning of the fight that the, that she was a smaller fighter and, and it showed. But there was one point in the first round where she threw a reverse spinning punch that if you are a martial arts practitioner or an MMA fighter, you know that when you throw that punch, it's high risk, high reward, high risk, um, and you could get injured. And in that fight, you could see that the distance that she threw that punch at was the distance where you get injured, where you break your arm. And she actually broke her arm in the very first round of that fight with that reverse spinning punch with her right hand. And she still brought it. She still fought a great fight. She still fought a competitive fight. And that fight went to decision. Um, kudos to her. Kudos to Paige for toughing it out with a broken arm, fighting a complete fight. But, you know, she came out. Unanimous decision was for the, for the other fighter. Was for Jessica Rose. Anyway, that is my podcast for the evening. That was Monday. This is Monday, and it's my Sunday sports wrap. Guys, check me out. I am Orlandis. We'll see you later. Thanks.